Where'd you go? If you were me. Alaska. Yeah? Yeah, if I were your age, starting fresh. Alaska. It's the last frontier. Up there, you could be anything you want. Alaska. Start over. Start fresh. One could. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Batman on Film Satellite Show podcast. This is the BOF podcast where we talk about anything we want to in pop culture and not Batman because there's like 47 other podcasts on this feed that are reserved for Batman. So I'm the founder of Batman on Film, Bill Ramey, and with me is again to talk about Breaking Bad Universe by popular demand, McKenzie. We are back to talk about more Breaking Bad Universe stuff. This is McKenzie McNeil. She also is my daughter. How are you, McKenzie? (laughs) I'm good since the cold weather is coming back to Albuquerque, which means it's super dry. This is going to sound gross, but you know, I'm going to give it to you straight. I feel like I'm both drowning internally and drying out at the same time. Okay. (laughs) So I might sound gross today, but otherwise I'm doing pretty well. It's kind of cold today. We have a low of 30. So I'm bundled up right now. Have you, have you taken any more Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul tours since the last time we spoke on this uh, podcast? I've not done any official tours, but last Friday, I did eat at the Owl Cafe, which if Breaking Bad fans, if that rings a bell, that's because Walt and Jesse ate there in season four, and they also eat there in El Camino. It's basically, it's a restaurant that it's physically built like an owl. It has an owl head at the very top of the building. It's, It's a very retro kind of 50s diner inside it was really good and i was excited that i got to eat there last week is is there a walter white booth i i was looking for some you know plaque or something that said that's where they sat i didn't see anything i could have missed it but i did in my mind, I mentally noticed, oh, that's probably where they sat in the movie and in the show. Okay. And I was very giddy, but I <laughs> I don't think we sat there, but it was exciting for me. How is the uh, Huel Babineau? Um, it's like a Funko Pop, but it's not a Funko Pop. Yeah, Ooh. he's still on my desk, and okay. I giggle, giggle at it every time I see it. <laughs> All right. Um, when I went to Memphis this summer... There were several places you could eat and they would have the Elvis booth or Elvis table and they would say Elvis ate here. Now, that's probably true, but, you know, you can just always say, well, you know, Elvis ate here back in 1956 and they could just be making that up. But I thought they would have a plaque for Walter, that Walter White booth. So 
Yeah, they might have, but I, I might have missed yeah. it. When I did the Breaking Bad tour last year, and they took us to the filming location for Los Pollos Hermanos, they didn't tell people that this is the booth where Saul sat or Walt sat or the twins. But they said, obviously, this is where they filmed it. And so everyone try and find the seat. And so everyone was kind of politely fighting for <laughs> the booth that they thought yes. that's where okay. the scene was filmed. And then yeah. once everyone sat down, they told us, yeah, these are the booths where scenes were filmed. Does Albuquerque get um, tourism bump from people coming to do Breaking Bad stuff? I'm oh, sure yeah. they do. Yeah, a few... It was a few months ago when the final season of Better Call Saul was on and one of our local news stations did a story about the tourism that this universe has brought. And I don't remember the exact number, so I don't want to misquote anything, but I think it was millions upon millions of dollars every single year. And they they also interviewed the, the directors, the owners, I'm not sure their exact title, but whoever runs the RV tour. And yes. okay. they said that tourism is just as busy as it was when Breaking Bad was on TV. And yeah. I still see the little RV bus going around town sometimes. So on my cool. bucket list, <laughs> on my bucket list, I'm 57. So I have to have a bucket list now. <laughs> All right. Um, what else was going to ask you before we move on here? I guess nothing. All right, so <laughs> so with that, I'm going to kind of turn this show over to Mackenzie, and we're going to discuss the only spinoff movie so far, right, so far of Breaking Bad and, I guess, the Breaking Bad universe. So the floor is yours. Okay, so... Like you said, we will be discussing El Camino, the only movie mm -hmm. so far in the Breaking Bad universe. And I kind of drafted some questions that I thought yes. are really helpful to dissect this movie and the ending for Jesse, who is a very beloved character in the universe. So maybe just to start with a baseline discussion, do you think El Camino was a satisfying or a fitting end? For Jesse. Yes. He's like the only one that got any sort of happy ending. Unless you want to argue that Saul, the ending Saul got was uh, a positive for him. He was happy with the outcome, but at least, you know, of course, but Saul's in prison for the rest of his life, but probably. And Jesse, we don't know. He, he got to Alaska. He got there. Now, don't know what happened, but I guess we could speculate. Like, what what did you write in your head of what happened to Jesse? So, yes, I think it was a satisfying ending for, for Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, and I think it's in the third to last episode of season six of Better Call Saul, where Jimmy and or Jean at the time and Francesca were talking on the phone and she mentions that the feds found whose car was it was it Skinny Pete's car 
or Badger's car, whatever, down by the border of Mexico. Badger, so yeah, it was Badger's was, car, right? Yeah. So obviously they they took the bait. They believe yeah. that Jesse fled to Mexico. So obviously the ploy worked. So we'll, we'll probably never be looking north of that. They'll assume he went south. So, I mean, that's one of the other questions. We can go ahead and talk about it. Yes. Let me see where I put it in my little list. But do you think that Jesse will be able to find peace and redemption in Alaska? Or do you think he'll be constantly looking over Oof. his shoulder, afraid that the feds will find him? Well, I mean, I think that you, you probably always are looking over your shoulder if you're in that situation. I think there was like here recently some some guy died and he was like i don't know and almost 80 and he had lived this whole life i think it was up like up in massachusetts did you see that read about this and he ended up no. he when he was like 19 in the 1960s he pulled off this huge bank heist and then just disappeared and then went to went to like massachusetts and lived his whole life until he died um, under a different name and had was like this golf pro and like a pillar of the community. So I think mean, even with him, I'm sure, I mean, you, you're always thinking about it, but um, I think that he, I, well, Mike tells him in the beginning that, you know, he's never going to find redemption or, or, or peace. So that kind of foreshadows, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's free, but don't know what happens to him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I know, I don't know if I want to know what happens to him because you can make it up in your mind. Yeah. And, and maybe a, that's a, what yeah. Vince Gilligan wanted to do. Yes, I'm sure. Fans to create their own narrative in their heads. Yes. Chris Nolan told me that about... <clears throat> Like when they, in Batman Begins at the end, you know, the Joker card moment, mm -hmm. that that wasn't, even though the Joker ended up being in the Dark Knight, the sequel, when he made Batman Begins, it wasn't, um, it wasn't there to, to set up a sequel. He, you know, Batman Begins was like a self-contained film and the Joker card was there to say, okay, this world is expanding and fans can continue the story in their, in their minds. Uh, whatever that way they want to so and he kind of mm -hmm. does that for all of his movies if you watch Nolan's Chris Nolan's film so I'm sure that was part of the deal with uh with Jesse yeah well you kind of already alluded to it one of the other discussion points I thought of is comparing the endings of the three major characters yes. in the universe yeah Walt obviously dies presumably happy or at least yeah at peace as it well as at peace as you can be, <laughs> given what he did. Saul obviously goes to prison, presumably for the rest of his life. And he seems kind of content, or at least he feels that he deserves it, which he does. And then Jesse gets some form of freedom. But do you think it's true freedom? Because he'll be constantly paranoid, perhaps. Yeah. That if he makes one mistake, he'll be found out like what happened to Saul? Uh, I think Jesse probably doesn't want to get caught. I think somewhere deep down, um, 
Jimmy McNeil, McGill. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> wanted to get caught. Yeah. And I mean, he was getting away with it for the most part, living in Omaha and working at the Cine, uh, Cinnabon. But then he got super reckless and, and it was kind of like he was trying to get caught. And he ends up like with, with Saul, he ends up being in prison, but he's going to be maybe more of a more of a big man and more of a success in prison than he would be in outside here than he ever was as Jimmy or Saul or Gene. So mm-hmm. um I guess in Walt, I mean he he did he didn't end up dying from cancer. And he died in, in the meth lab and he looked like he was happy when at the end. So I think Jesse will be more careful. I think he wanted out of it more than any of the others did maybe except for mm-hmm. I mean you can argue with Jimmy at, at, with that but even though he'll be looking over his shoulder I think he'll play it safe in my mind in my in my fan uh fiction mind he's going to play it he'll get up go up there and maybe he gets a job he'll get a job doing something and just play it safe in my mind he becomes a fisherman a fisherman okay yeah, or yeah, he lives on the coast somewhere yeah. and goes out to the coast and fishes salmon and dungeness crab or whatever. I and thought, smokes I, for the rest yes. of the sailors. I, I thought that yeah, I thought fishing of some sort also like that, you know, you know, that Alaska gold hunt thing. Maybe mm-hmm. goes is comes a gold hunter. I don't know. I know. Maybe he does both. That's what it is in my mind. He does both. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of in that same vein, because he fled and the feds think he went south. Yes. What do you think happens to Jesse's family and Skinny Pete and Badger? Because obviously Jesse contacted all of them before he yeah. fled. And so the feds will probably be looking into those connections. Do you think that kind of leaves his family? in a precarious situation skinny pete and badger they they were already in that universe they kind of expected he, that to happen to them yeah. but what do you think happens to his family he played he played his parents right yeah okay so i think that they nothing happens to them because he was acting like he was going to turn himself in and all that stuff and they mm-hmm. believed it they they weren't they weren't hiding him to keep him from being caught they they wanted him to you know turn himself in so um well skinny pete had a good plan right i mean it was like you know i'll just say you showed up and i always wanted el camino so we just switch pink slips and and that was it you know mm-hmm. and he's such a small fish why would they worry about him or badger you know yeah i've seen lots of discussions on the internet and youtube of how skinny pete pulled that very clever plan just kind of out of his butt to say yeah. it politely <laughs> and it was so surprising because you know skinny pete and badger don't come across as neuroscience scientists so the fact that he came up with a very good plan that obviously worked was really surprising so maybe he's way smarter than he looks <laughs> yes He's what does he say? I wouldn't like, I would yeah. not have come up with that plan. No. Given the pressure that they were under and the time 
the time that was running against them. So it was a very good plan. It was, uh, yes. And then he, he's like, when uh, Jesse asked him, why are you doing this? He's like, you know, like, yo, you're like my hero, you know? So yeah, <laughs> it was funny. And they, so And it's called back to the house. Yeah. 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 So, so you I think, think skinny, you think skinny Pete and Badger will get off. Yes. I don't fine. think they're, I don't think they're going to, they're, they're so, like I said, they're so small potatoes that they, they're not, it's not worth even going after them. Mm -hmm. And you think at some point the feds will probably leave Jesse's family alone, but maybe we'll monitor them. Probably. Occasionally to see if yeah. Jesse contacts shows up. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think he's too smart in my mind. He He's too smart to contact his, his parents. So yeah, especially, well, especially one, he got away. So one thing that I found interesting, and this is one of the other talking points or questions I thought of is obviously Jesse writes Brock a letter. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't write his little brother a letter. Yeah. So and that's just a thing I thought of that was interesting. What do you think he tells Brock? I, I, I don't know. I, what, what's the, what, what, what are some of the theories? What's your theory? What's some of the theories you've seen, if you've seen any? I haven't seen many theories. My theory is Jesse probably apologizes for kind of being in and out of his life. Maybe apologizes for the tumultuous relationship that he had with his mom, Andrea, because yeah. they were kind of going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Seasons three to five. I think he just apologizes and says, you know, I'm sorry that I can't explain everything to you, but know that I care yeah. or something yeah. like that. Or you can go on and live a good life. Probably something to that effect. I doubt he tells her what happened to his mom. I think yeah. that'd be really horrific <laughs> Yeah, for him to tell Brock that. So that's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say that it's kind of a way to... Um and you leave it open and kind of, uh, or leave it to the, the viewer to again, write their own story there, but it kind of, it makes you more, it makes you sympathetic to, to Jesse even more than maybe you already are. Um, because it, it's, it, it's, a, I, I want to say a good look for him, but it's like, he's got, he does care about other other people mm -hmm. as opposed to um, Walter White really didn't care about anybody but himself. Right. So it makes yeah, him we, a little bit more, yeah, more likable. Yeah, we saw that side of Jesse. I think the episode was called Peekaboo in season two, Breaking Bad, where <laughs> Jesse's trying to get the money back from, what was that guy's name? Spooge. And Spooge, his wife yeah. that he keeps calling a, a skank or, yeah. <laughs> or something like that and jesse really has compassion for the little boy that was caught in that terrible situation yes for sure what did what did you think about the whole you know the flashback story with um uh, What's his name? I, it, it, I have a, a mind. Todd, yes, Todd. Um, made me hate Todd even more. He's yeah. such a, he's such a psychopath. Yes. And 
how casual he was that he had to kill his cleaning lady and wrap her body up carpet oh my gosh and then he was singing in the car yeah it was just he's being thrown around in the in the trunk so i think the flashbacks just show you how terrible and horrific jesse's life was i think for the six months i think it's six months or so yeah that he was a basically a slave for yeah white supremacist gang I think it just gave you more insight into what was happening while Walt was hiding away. Where was he? New Hampshire, Vermont. Yes. Somewhere yeah. up there. Yeah. So Yeah, I liked it and it and it made me dislike Todd even more, which mm-hmm. makes me like the character because he was like and, and really appreciate um the acting job he did to make mm-hmm. you dislike him that much. And, and he is, and I thought about that this morning. Like I told you, I got up and I watched it again. He um, is such a, a sociopath mm-hmm. and it's just so nonchalant about all this, about all of that, you know, and the scene where, you know, when Jesse gets the gun and ends up giving it back to him, which, um, yeah. you know, when I'm watching it, I mean, I know how it plays out because that's, you know, because we know, but you, you're like, shoot, just shoot him, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it just like, it showed how they, they had almost like completely broken him altogether, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe because I'm kind of done with my list of what I thought were the most interesting, important questions to address, but Overall, did you like the movie? Yes, I like rank it on a letter system. Oh, if I was grading it, yeah. I mean, it's it's just as good as breaking the Breaking Bad. Just a continuation of that, and I and I, you know, Breaking Bad is an A, so this is an A for me. Um, It plays more like it plays more like a. extended ver- uh episode of breaking bad than it does like a movie movie mm-hmm. and that's fine because it's it feels like it feels like breaking bad in those episodes so yeah i i i i really liked it i'm glad they made it and i don't know if, i mean <clears throat> vince gilligan kind of he never he's never not said he would revisit the Breaking Bad universe. So I'm wondering, I mean, like what other type of projects or movies like this you could do? I don't know if I want to know definitively what happens to Jesse. I kind of like know what happens to Kim. To Kim. Now that's a different, whole different conversation <laughs> there. And I think they've even, they've kicked that around doing a Kim Wexler yeah, I want theory. to see Cheryl take everything from Kim for what she is. You're still okay. You're still want more from on on Kim. Yes, uh, to pay a little bit more. Okay. Yes, because I mean, what they did to Howard was nuts and yes. terrible, and he didn't deserve that. And there the indirect reason that he got shot in the head. Yeah. And why his body is below a meth lab? He was probably the only good dude in that whole show like consistently i mean he was just caught in the middle of a lot of crap and that's ultimately 
kind of what led to his demise. But yes, yeah. I'm still on the bandwagon of Kim needs to get what's coming to her. <laughs> Maybe well, a little too adamantly, but we'll see. I get we will see. I think I think we'll get more of the Breaking Bad universe. Well, you know, so, for me, yeah. the first time I watched the movie, I didn't know how I felt about it. Yeah. It just wasn't what I was expecting, which can be a good thing. But because the cinematography was obviously different, the color grading was different to me. It, it just felt, you said it, you felt like it was an extension of the Breaking Bad universe. Watching it now, it definitely does. The first time I watched it, I didn't feel like it had that same consistency. But maybe that's because, you know, it's a movie, it's not a TV show. It's on a different platform on yeah. Netflix instead of AMC. But you could also argue that Better Call Saul feels very differently too because yeah. the cinematography is drastically different. They're it's, not shot, it's shot more for as a film. Yeah. So they had, you know, the cinematography, uh, that, that part of it, yes, it feels like a movie. I just, like I said, I think it plays out just like a long version of, like mm -hmm. a long, like a extended, like I said, extended version of, of a better break or a Breaking Bad episode, which is fine. I mean, because it's that's it's that's what it is, kind of, sort of. Yeah, and I was glad we got to see some other characters that we like, such yeah. as Skinny Pete and Badger. Well, they um, could, that's a show right there. They should do a Skinny Pete and Badger <laughs> show or movie. I would watch it. They're they're so fun. Yeah. They're stupid because they're probably zonked out of their minds, but they're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked seeing Jesse's parents again. And I think Walt's cameo, it made sense, but I was a little too distracted because you could tell that Brian Cranston was wearing a bald cap. And I don't think that was his fault. He probably had another scheduling conflict where he couldn't go fully yeah. bald. So that was a little distracting for me. I thought he looked more like himself in the cameos in Better Call Saul season six. Yeah. But yeah, you know, those are little things that the production team can't control. And so I'll give them grace because it was probably beyond what they could control. Yeah. But I think watching it now, I like it way more. It's grown on me. So I think it it is a satisfying ending for Jesse. And I'm glad he is he was able to get some semblance of peace i think between walt saul and jesse he probably deserved it the most well i would certainly like to talk more about the breaking bad universe so maybe we take on breaking bad the series and and talk about we'd have to do it we could do it by by season maybe mm -hmm. two shows a season so for all those folks who like us talking about the Breaking Bad stuff, there probably will be more to come. So that's all I got for El Camino. I'll watch oh. it again. It's, 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 it's yes, it'll be in my road. It's in my rotation because I got to go back on you, Breaking Bad. Yeah. What did you think about Jane showing up at the very end? Mm, well, I loved seeing that, even though yeah. she probably would have accidentally killed him. <laughs> from yeah. a drug overdose um i always i'm, I'm i got like two th two or three thoughts in my mind that are 
they're mixing in. So I'm trying to say it's um, I think you needed to see Jane because that was that was devastating for for Jesse on on all, all sorts of levels, especially because mm-hmm. I mean, Walter White just let her he let her die. Could have mm-hmm. saved her. He killed her, basically, kind of. Mm-hmm. He played a hand in it by by uh, uh, omission. Um, yeah, I think you had to have that scene in that because it's part of his story as well. And I kind of like it. It's I kind of like, and I do like the way they they wrote it. So that she's kind of like, did you take it to her kind of like her saying like you? You just got to do what, what 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 you have to do, uh, you know. Um, don't worry about things you can't control. I'm trying to exactly what. There's a point to it. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, I think she says something to the effect of, or it begins with Jesse saying, "Your philosophy, it's cool, yo," or yeah. <laughs> or, or something like that. And I think the quote was, "You got to let the universe take you." Yes. Or, or something like yeah. that and jane is like that's a terrible philosophy and she said something to the effect of she's always let the universe take her almost unwillingly where she is going and she can't do that anymore it's something like that that's at least the message that i got out of it and in my mind the jane that appears in his daydream or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's the jane before they started doing drugs again yeah because yeah. i think that's when in the show that's when they're their happiest yeah and it just it spirals once they get on what was it heroin something yeah. like that so it's i think uh, that was the chain before all of that it, it was cl- closure for that mm-hmm. that arc of that that part of jesse's arc i believe yeah. well <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I should I say you should say thanks for coming on, Dads, on my show. This is kind of your show. I, when I think about when we do these, so uh, I enjoy talking with this with you. So that's all I got. Do you have anything? I usually say, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug anything? What does plug mean? Um, <laughs> do you have like you want to plug uh, social media where you say witty things? Do you want to plug? or just acknowledge anything that you're doing that's interesting, anything like that? Well, maybe another interesting thing, just living here, I'm going to see Breaking Bad stuff all the time. You know, it's inevitable. So last week I ate at the Owl Cafe, yeah. which I was very giddy and tried not to make it obvious <laughs> to everyone else why I was acting so weird. But I think- Do it they have- did they have anything on the menu that's like Breaking Bad specific or re- related? Or I didn't not? see anything. Okay. But again, I, I could have missed it. But this is kind of related. But speaking of menu items on stuff, there's a restaurant here, a donut shop called Rebel Donut. I believe that's the name. I haven't been yet because I'm not the biggest donut person. But they do have a Breaking Bad donut. I think it's still on the menu. So let me look it up before I give everyone false information. But at one point, they did have a Breaking Bad donut thing called Blue Sky. And it was blue icing with blue Pop Rocks on top. Okay. <laughs> so hang on. I'm going to look it up real quick. All right. Rebel Donut. 
Yes, homemade donuts in Albuquerque. Let me see the menu. Do they still have it? Yeah, so blue, it's called the Blue Sky Donut. It's vanilla cake, blue cotton candy icing, and rock candy on top. So, okay. I don't know if I would enjoy that though. I don't think I'm not, I'm not too big into sweets. So that was a little rich for me, but I would probably eat one just because it's a Breaking Bad Donut. It's an Albuquerque. Yeah. Or a bite of it, I think. Yeah. At I've, least. At least. I have a feeling that while I'm living here, I need probably need to go by just to do it. But speaking of another thing that I've seen as a plug, if you want to call it a plug, last week I was driving west. Um, I visited Acoma Pueblo, which is about an hour or so west of Albuquerque. It's very cool. People should go visit it. It's amazing. It's the oldest continuously inhabited community in North America, or one of the oldest, most continuously inhabited okay, places. interesting. Yeah, it was very cool. Anyway. As I was driving out there, I passed by Tuhajali, and if that name rings a bell, that's because that's where Jesse and Walt did their first cook, and that's also where he almost got caught by Hank. That's where that showdown happened in season five, so that was cool to see that. I didn't visit it because I was driving out the highway, and I just saw the sign for it, but... So you cool probably, thing. every day, at some point, see something that reminds you of Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, every single day I see something. Either it's a billboard or the RV bus driving around. So yeah. I just kind of giggle and smile at myself and then continue with um, my day. All right, well thanks for coming on and we'll be back later for some more, I'm sure we'll be back later for some more Breaking Bad Universe talk. So from Mackenzie, I am Bill. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Batman on Film Satellite Show, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Batman on Film Satellite Show, BOF's non-Batman pop culture podcast. Follow the show on Twitter, at BOF Show. Follow BOF on Twitter, at the Batman on Film. For all of Team BOF, I'm announcer Rachel. Authoritative, definitive, the original Batman on Film, established in 1998.